Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. Awesome. Wow. Are we kind of getting close to spring? It's kind of like we're getting there. It's March 1st today. 32 this morning. I think it was cold. 27 at your house. Yeah, you guys can handle it. The trees like it. I, I, you know, you just get up and it's like, where'd those flowers come from? I love it. That's just God's creation. It's beautiful. Amen. I, uh, we're continuing this morning with our series, Pursuit, Pursuing God and Developing Our Lives as Followers of Christ. And uh, this has been kind of fun. I, last week, I so appreciated uh, Tony and kind of how he shared. He's got just a way of communicating and drawing out of us a little bit. And uh, so he was able to shake us up a little bit and get some conversation going. Today, toward the end of my message, again, I'll have a, a little interview process that we'll have with somebody here this morning. Should be a good time just uh, seeing what God's doing in the lives of people individually as well as corporately. And uh, so I just appreciate uh, everyone here. I echo what Jeff said. I, I just thought, I was thinking about this earlier this morning. How many people serve in this church just giving of their time and their, they sacrifice over and over again to, to allow things to happen? I just, I just love the fact that I can walk by early in the morning at, out there at City Espresso and they're just talking and laughing, having a good time and just kind of a gathering place and knowing that they come in early to do that. Everybody that that does things, and it's just so appreciated, and, and it's just part of the life flow of what God's doing, and we can all be a part of that in, in one way, shape, or another. So definitely appreciate uh, all of that for sure. This morning, I want to just get some practical stuff out on the table a little bit and talk about a couple of, of words today. Um, one of them just simply is mentoring, uh, mentoring, and, and I want to tie that into wisdom, some, some things in that regard, so wisdom uh, focus, and then uh, just maturing in some areas in our walk with the Lord. Lord, I just pray right now as we are going further into your word this morning, and just to talk about things that will help us in our walk with you, that will challenge us to go deeper with you, God, that we would be pursuing passionately as followers of Christ. God, and we, and we love you, and we're so thankful for your love for us, and we, we in turn love you back today. And uh, we had such an incredible time of worship this morning. I just pray that this carries over. Our heart is overflowing for you this morning. And it's thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I was thinking about mentoring, and I was thinking about this, and I, I think all through my life growing up, I've had different people that have poured into my life. And I still have to this day people that pour into my life that I seek out people that I know have more wisdom than I do, that have more experience in certain areas, and I will sit down and talk with them and try to gain and learn from that. And that's important for all of us, but I also realize that each one of us, as we are being mentored by somebody, we also need to be a mentor. And so there's always somebody that we're bringing alongside of us who's coming along and and doesn't maybe know as much because they haven't been around in life, or maybe their experiences aren't there yet, whether it's in the spiritual walk or just in the practical ways of life. 
And so we're having people that we interact with kind of on both sides of it. So always trying to learn something, not just for ourselves, but be able to give to other people. That's an incredible thing, I think, in our church. We have many people that have gifts and abilities to uh, speak into the lives of others and mentor others. I was just thinking of recently, kind of uh, in regards to this, I asked Caleb this morning, I said, hey, can I talk about you briefly this morning, whatever, he's given me permission, uh, and somebody said it better be good or something, and I said, well, it's always good. Uh, just thinking about more recently, just as an example, that Caleb and I have been meeting, and just talking about things, he would have questions, and hey, Pastor Steve, what about this? How would you handle this? And, and questions about leadership in the church, or questions of things that just are interesting to him, and, I, and so we sit down and we just start talking about this stuff. And I love being able to pour into people who are hungry, who say, hey, I want to know more. I want to learn more about these things. And so not only is there a mentoring thing, but there's also relationship building that goes on. And so it's, it's something that is very positive in our lives. Now, with that comes some accountability. And, you know, that's not a word that should be scary, I don't think, at all, because it's not about controlling people at all. That's not what accountability is. But it really is about enabling them to discover the freedom that exists in making wise choices in their life. There's a freedom that comes with wisdom, making wise choices. There's something that happens when we don't make good choices in our life. We are bound to something that isn't good. The opposite of freedom is this binding that comes. And so as we develop our lives as followers of Christ, we want to gain as much wisdom as we can so that when we make decisions, they're good decisions. And so that's important for us. I was just thinking of just this practical thought was coming to mind. So for the last few years, I have a couple of yard rakes that are pretty in bad shape. And I've got two of them. One is like a metal one and one's plastic. And the plastic one has some teeth broken off of it. I don't know if any of you have rakes like that. But like for the last several years, and the metal one's so flimsy, it just doesn't get anything. And so I'm out there every year raking with these things just sort of frustrated. And it dawns on me the other day. What am I doing? Because I'm just sitting here kind of complaining about the rake. Two weeks ago, I get my shop vac out because I'm thinking, I don't know what to do here. And it looks stupid, but I'm out there sucking up pine cones in my backyard with a shop vac. And I'm thinking there's got to be a better way. There's people out there I know that are walking by seeing me like, okay. Vacuuming my backyard. So... It dawns on me, um, this Friday, I told Jane, I said, hey, I think I'm going to go buy a new rake. <laughs> I go over to, to Lowe's, and, and I haven't looked at stuff like that in years. Like I said, I've had these chintzy old rakes that I just keep trying to work. And, I said, and so I find this rake, and I'm like, man, it's 30 inches wide. It's got double layers of plastic teeth that if one doesn't get, the next one will. And I'm just like walking out of Lowe's, just like, this is like the greatest thing ever. I didn't even know these things existed. But it's, called, it's just called wisdom, <laughs> you know? You're fighting through life with the tools that you have that just you complain about, but you really could make a difference and make a change. You could do something about it. It's like, oh, you know, I, I, what am I thinking all this time? And so I think connecting with people and figuring out, hey, there's a better tool out there. There's a better way to do it. I'm, there's a better way to live life. There's something I can get more spiritually fed if I learn some of these things instead of keep trying to do things the same way with the old tools that just don't work. And so I think it's, it's just a 
practical kind of a wisdom thing. It made me think about, as we were, I was sitting here this morning, I thought, oh, I don't know. I remember the ironing board, and I've told this years ago, but we had an ironing board for 15 years in our marriage that every time I took it out, it squeaked really loud. Every time I opened the thing up, and I just was frustrated with the thing. And I just, I'd put it away, and it would squeak, and I'd just walk out, and i go, this thing is, man, that's just driving me nuts. 15 years into our marriage, I'm like, maybe I should squirt it with some WD-40. <laughs> squirt it a couple times, open it up. What? It's quiet. Anybody like that? I'm just like, little wisdom, just a little effort. A little effort. Sometimes go out a little bit out of our way. You know, get outside of our little cocoon of life. It's like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to take the extra time to do that. Or that, that's going to require, you know, a little discipline or whatever it is. But let's push ourselves a little bit. Take, go a little farther. Go that extra effort to gain something in life, to better ourselves. And that's, that's just wisdom. Yeah, stop living the status quo or the squeakiness or the rake with the broken plastic teeth that, that, you, that doesn't work. I mean, so just when somebody comes alongside you and say, hey, let me help you with that. Let, let me show you a, a new rake. Let me show you a better way. And it's not because they want to control you. They just want to bring you to that place of freedom in your life to go, oh, that's a lot better. So that's important for us. You know, and just understanding how God thinks about us and how, how he thinks about things, because God thinks differently than we do. He looks at the big picture all the time, and we're so caught up in our little life and our messes and all those things that we just kind of miss the big picture. How does he see people? You know, we see people because we get frustrated with somebody. We don't like what they said or did or whatever, but God sees the big picture, and everyone, in his eyes, they're a masterpiece. We're all his masterpieces created in his image, and so he has this this unconditional, passionate love for every one of us. He wants the best for us. He, he wants to bless us in, in everything that we do. And so there's a, a spiritual growth that begins to happen in our lives when we begin to follow after Christ and we begin to see, wow, he's got good things for us. And so then there's this transformational stage we come into and we look back and go, wow, I'm different today than I was last week or whatever it is. I want to put up... a. Quote, or not a quote, but it's just a statement that I wrote down here. But it's, revelation occurs when wisdom penetrates our hearts to the point of transformation. Revelation occurs when wisdom penetrates our hearts to the point of transformation. That's when we have that aha moment. It's like, oh, yeah. So because there, we begin to transform into something new and something better, and we begin to look back and go, wow, I wish I would have done that a long time ago. And that light goes on that says, man, if I... I wish I wouldn't have kept doing that same thing over and over and over again, and just it wasn't a good thing for me. And now I'm living in this place of freedom versus a place of being bound in my decisions or how I lived life. I think about that place of being bound or not free. I was taken back a few years when I uh, did a traffic stop. I was driving a patrol car, and all of a sudden, as I'm driving down the road, a car pulls right out in front of me, and I had to slam on my brakes, and almost ran into the back of them. Not a good idea, right? You don't do that. And, and it was like, you know how you see somebody on the side road, and you kind of feel like you're catching eye, you know, because you're thinking, are they going to pull out in front of me? And you're like, no, they won't, and then they do. And that's kind of what happened. And so I ran, quickly ran the license plate, and to surprise, my surprise this was, as I'm like, oh my goodness, 
So I pull this car over. This is a, a teenage gal, probably 18-ish, something like that, if I remember. Probably hadn't have her license very long. When I started looking at her driving record, well, for one, she had a warrant, and number two, she had over $10,000 of unpaid fines. I think she was like 18. That's a lot of, and I'm just thinking as I'm sitting there before I get out to go talk to her, I'm just thinking, oh, man. I mean, for one, don't pull out in front of a police car when you got all that bondage, all that baggage, all that stuff. And then I, th- then I begin to think, you know what? A lot of times people don't. They, don't, they can never get out of that place of wherever they're at, and they're not accustomed to it. They're not used to it. They're stuck. They're bound. And so... You know, I mean, it was fortunate or unfortunate, whatever, that this happened, because hopefully she was able to get, kind of get straightened out in that process. But I just think about sometimes we just get all this stuff, and we don't know how to get out of it, and we get to this place. But I, I want to encourage you today that as we grow and as we're being mentored, as we grow in the Lord, he begins to chip away at those things, and all of a sudden we begin to feel this sense of freedom, of a new, fresh revelation we're getting that transforms our life that we become passionate followers for Christ. We're pursuing him like never before because we're realizing this is good. God isn't out to do bad to me. He's out to bless me. But he, he comes to us in a way not to control us, not to, to get on our case to discipline, but he comes with his grace and his mercy and all that. And he comes and goes, hey, I've, I can transform you into something incredible here. And so we need to allow him to do that. If we look at a couple of scriptures here, Proverbs 9, 10 through 12 says this. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. If you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. It's pretty cut and dry about wisdom. You know, we want to be those that are passionately following after the wise things. We want to become wise. We want, we want knowledge to create in us a wisdom and how we move forward in life. We see in Daniel chapter 2, another verse in verse 20 and 21 says, Praise the name of God forever and ever, for he has all wisdom and power. God has all that. He controls the course of world events. We're in the middle of stuff going on in our world, Right? We even prayed this morning about, prayed against fear of the things that are going on. Yeah, we recognize there's stuff, but we serve a God who's in control of all the things that are going on. We trust him. We don't live in fear. It says he removes kings and sets up other kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. So he, he's there looking. And so if we need to change our mindset into saying, you know what? I want to be a person of wisdom. I want to be a wise person. Because we just flounder around over here and the enemy loves to keep us there. And he loves to just sort of pat us on the back saying, you're okay there, you're doing fine. You know, don't go out of your way to, you know, don't worry, I got you covered. And God's just saying, man, I want to break that. I want to break the chains of the bondage. I want to break you out of that place where you can be free to fully function as a, a member of the body of Christ. Because he has so many good things for us. Yeah. You know, I was looking through Proverbs and I found that there's 53 verses in Proverbs on wisdom. So if you want to know a little bit more wisdom, read Proverbs. There's a lot of good Good things in there. And, you know, when we stop making mistakes that we make, seem to make over and over again, that cause us to stumble spiritually, and we're stumbling, and we do that. But when we stop doing that, we begin to transform into this wise person. All of a sudden, we're feeling like, wow, this becomes good. 
So another statement I want to say here is that knowing something doesn't make one wise. Just because you know something doesn't make you wise. Properly applying the knowledge does. There's a lot difference in just knowing. I've talked to a lot of people that have quoted scriptures to me, but their life is messed up bad because they haven't taken the time to apply those verses in their life. You know, people can quote scripture all day long, but if they're not applying it and not living it, it's not going to work. So this is the important for us. Knowing something doesn't make one wise, but a, properly applying the knowledge does. Important for us. And so, you know, it's important as we're living our life that we get good feedback from people. We talk about this, talk about our life when we give good feedback, because it's important, because that's how we live our life so often, and understanding that we're nurturing our faith and relationship with God, we do that through making mistakes, and we fail, and then we make proper adjustments, and it's just part of our process of life, and we grow through that. Understanding that when we go through struggles, and if we make the right choices in that, it guarantees spiritual growth. It really does. But if we make bad choices in our struggles, we're going to continue to either stay in that place or go downhill spiritually. God puts those things in front of us because he wants us to grow. He wants us to mature. He wants us to be incredible people that are passionate about him. And then the second thing I wanted to bring up is just this whole idea or whole thought of maturing, maturing. That's the hope, obviously, all of us. And we believe that for our kids because I think as we're raising our kids, we think they'll never mature. They'll never get out of whatever stage they're in. And then I know people who are my age, who are older, who have never matured. I remember them from school, you know, when I was in grade school or junior high or whatever, and I would see them and I would recognize their life as being, that's exactly how I remembered you when you were in sixth grade. You haven't matured, you haven't. And so, that, you know, it's puzzling sometimes, but they're not getting around uh, the right atmosphere, not getting around the people. They're not having a desire to mature in their life. And if we see this in James chapter 1, Uh, Starting in verse 2, it says this. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. There's a maturing that happens. There's a development. There's a a time of a process. And and look at it as an opportunity of great joy, not of dissatisfaction and frustration and all those things, because that stuff comes to us. Every day, some, we're all faced with stuff that just comes to it, and it just, and we're inundated with this stuff. But James is telling us, hey, when this comes, consider an opportunity for joy. Consider it an opportunity that God has something good for you in the midst of that. Then in 2 Corinthians 13, 11, it says this, Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these last words. Be joyful, grow in maturity, encourage each other, live in harmony and peace, then the God of love and peace will be with you. Yeah. Some important things here. Be joyful, because that's the thing we have a choice when we get up in the morning. Because yep. some of us make a choice of, I'm not going to be joyful today. <laughs> but if we make a choice when we get up, say, Lord, this is the day you've made this day. And I'm going to rejoice, and I'm going to be thankful, and I'm going to be joyful today. I purposely put myself in that place of, God, I'm going to be joyful, especially if you're somebody who's not joyful in the morning. 
Some of you live with somebody like that, probably, that in the morning they're not very pleasant to be around until they get their coffee or whatever it might be. That's certainly not the way in my house at all, because, and I'm just, I don't want anybody to imply or think that I'm using my wife for example, because I'm not, dear. <laughs> just so you know. We'll have a good ride home from church. You know, love each other. I'm learning. I'm maturing. Yes. And I'm using wisdom in all of these things. So we have this, you know, we talk about joyful, growing to maturity and encouraging each other. That's the other part. That's the part of the mentoring and talking and encouraging. No, Heather was talking about this morning. Come alongside somebody and say, hey, I've got the faith to believe with you. I know right now you're going through a challenging time. But we recognize that when we're around each other, when we rub shoulders, and, and we need to be there for each other. This morning, Cecile came up to me and said her brother had actually cut the end of his finger off about, I don't know, maybe an inch or something. And he's in bad shape right now. I had to go to the emergency a couple times and and uh, Stephen. And I really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, Stephen's part of our hope group that, on, that we meet and has grown immensely in that. But those are the things that I say, thank you for sharing that because now I know I can rally alongside of him, encourage him, pray for him. And those are just the things that happen. We let each other know this is what's going on. And I really appreciate our prayer page that we have, um, our Facebook prayer page for the church. So many people just jump on there and, and pray for people and encourage people. And I, and I think it's great. But not only do it on the computer, but in person is also when you see people to be very encouraging because it's so helpful when we all get in that place. We need to be encouraged. And then just live in harmony and peace. And that's, that's important for us. Uh, very important. Because the church is a living, growing entity. It's the body of Christ, and, and we're growing together. We're, we're maturing together, and that's important for us. And understand this, too, that we have the freedom to fail because sometimes we just don't, you know, we, we don't show up to church Sunday because we feel like, man, I failed this week. I don't, you know, I can't go to church. Well, that's when we need to be in church. That's when we need to come around each other. And so really it, the truth is failure to learn is the only mistake that we make when we fail, is if we don't learn from it, then maybe that's the problem we're in. And understand this too, because God cares for us, he loves us so much, but he's much more concerned about our character than our comfort. Because at times, we just want to be comfortable, don't we? We just want to all the fuzzies and worms, and uh, some of the greatest blankets in in my house are those soft Oh, man, I love that. They're just soft blankets. At night when it's cold and turn the fireplace on and grab my soft blanket, that's comfort. And, and I appreciate that. But, you know, it's good to have those things in our life. But we just want to live this life of comfort. Well, if we did, we would never experience some of the things that God has for us. And we're learning in that. And so he's more interested in building our character and seeing our character grow than our, than our comfort necessarily, although he does live to bless us. And so, you know, we're put on this earth to make a positive difference in people's lives. We really are. And we're not on this earth to take from people and to drain people and, and cause people to, to kind of be down. There's those people out there that just, they drain. But as Christians, as believers, we have to be able to understand that those people need us. And so we have something that will help fill them and bring them to that place where then they can become those who give. And so, love God, love people. 
I mean, it's really what is it? love God, love people. And that, that really equates to great success. And we do everything as unto the Lord. You know, don't put our eyes on ourselves as we're doing it for ourselves, but we are working for the Lord. Everything we do is unto the Lord. The scripture I just want to mention, it's not on the screen, but in Ephesians 6, 7 says, work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. There's an enthusiasm in our life that just needs to be, I'm doing this for God. Because if we're doing it for people, we're not going to get very far. We're not going to last very long because somehow it's not going to work out very well. So the more we focus on the one who created us, the more mature we become. And that's important for us and his purpose for our life. So with that, Peter, I'm going to ask Peter to come up. So we're going to have... This is not scripted or anything, so that's what I like about this. So Peter is going to come up, and he agreed to do this, so we're not surprising him this morning. But we're going to have a couple minutes just to chat. Thank you. This is cool. This is Peter Barda, if you don't know him. Peter's been around for a few years. Thank you for being willing to come here, Peter. Now, I will I'll be asking Peter a couple questions, but the fact that he's up here talking with me in front of all you today is flat-out miracle. I will tell you that. <laughs> So just kind of, first question, how, how many years ago did you first come around here at City Life Church? Do you remember about, has it been 10 years? Or? I was 28 and I'm 37, so. Oh, so right in there, nine years or so. So if you had met Peter when he first came, you would be like, okay. Definitely would have a feel from Peter that he's just really making a strong effort just to be present. And, I, and I'm saying that because that's, that's reality it was. But God has done some incredible things in your life that have been amazing to watch you over the years, to see you grow and that's come it. from somebody who was everything was internalized to now beginning to realize that God has greater plans and something beyond what your life holds, give us just a little bit of maybe some of your thoughts of, of the things of what God's done in your life miraculously to bring you to kind of where you're at today. Um, I was born into rough situations, uh, what experts would uh, classify as a cult. It was an extremely legalistic church of about 3,000, and I was brought into it at the tail end of it while it was falling apart. Uh, just about every way that I could be violated in the name of the Lord, I was, hmm. most likely. I've, everything prior to about the age of 10 is suppressed memories. Hmm. My whole life up until about 28 was nothing but darkness. I hated everybody. I hated everything. Hmm. I cursed the Lord. Hmm. I watched him continuously save me in miraculous ways from certain death multiple times. And... I would curse him for it because he was just keeping me alive to toy with me. Mm. Um, I cursed my parents for giving birth to me because they didn't give my consent for bringing me into this world. Mm. Um, I was nothing but darkness. Mm. And people would tell me, you know, you just need to put a smile on your face. It'll change your attitude. And so I, I learned how to smile, or at least fake one. And really all that did was help push the darkness deeper. Uh, let people interact with me a little better. But it was just manipulating them. It wasn't until I had run my life completely, completely into the ground. I've, I spent 28 years heavily suicidal. Hmm. The Lord stopped me a few different times in various different ways. When my life finally came to, it was 
there was nothing left. It was, I was completely broken. And he was always there pestering me, like through everything, like he never left me alone. And I, I really thought he was just messing with me. And when it really came down to, there is nothing left in me. Everything was broken. I gave him one shot. And I told him that I can't do religion. I've watched religion destroy way too many people's lives. Mm. If he's real, if he really is truly real, he has to make himself real. Mm. This has to be a relationship. This cannot be a religion. Mm. And I told him, I, I, there's nothing left of me, but if you want this, mm. you can have it. And he told me that's all that he wanted. And wow. that, that really frustrated me. Cause like, <laughs> all you wanted is this broken, mm. you know. And the first few years of the walk with him was, uh, there was a lot of profanity towards him, a lot of just open hurt. And it used to frustrate me that he was just, that that's what he wanted was all of my hurt and frustration, just unfiltered. Mm. Like I would just pour it out on him and he'd be like, thank you. Like, you're, did you hear what I just told you? Mm. Mm. And after years of him, just let him event to him. Pretty soon he started addressing me as friend. Wow. And that one really pissed me off. Because oh. <laughs> I'd go to church and you'd see all these people and they're, you know, so educated with the Bible and their, their life seems so perfect. And like yeah. I was screwing up hourly most of the time, if mm. not, you know, daily on my best days. And, you know, why would he call me friend? I never hear anybody else say that. And I would ask him, and he'd be like, well, I'm, I'm God. You're just going to have to accept that. Hmm. You know, it's my decision. You know, my ways are higher than yours. And he'd give me all sorts of, I'm not going to answer you responses. And, and it would just frustrate me to no end. Like, I'm screwing up right now, and you're here calling me friend. Like, what gives? Hmm. Like, this doesn't make sense. Hmm. And that went on for a few years. And eventually... I just kind of accepted fine, okay, that he's God, it's, it's his choice. And one day during worship, I got my arms raised, my eyes closed, and he goes, hey, do, do you want to know why I call you friend? I was like, well, yeah, duh, I've been asking for, you know, how many years? <laughs> huh. And he simply told me it's because I've spent the time to treat him like a friend, hmm. you know, to be open and honest and hang out with him. Wow, that's really good. Um, I'm extremely dyslexic. Uh, reading is not something that comes natural for me. I can kind of decipher stuff if I know the topics. I don't understand the Bible. I don't, that's not something that I can communicate with the Lord with. It's just a tree carcass with scribbles to me. Mm. But that has left me extremely dependent on spending time with him personally. And mm. he is the word and he is alive. And this, the fact that I, I couldn't do religion, and, I, and I was, I'm not, I've been very demanding with the Lord. Like he, like, he had to prove himself. Like, this had to be real. Mm-hmm. And I've spent so much time, like every day, like it's, my whole day is with the Lord. He is my best friend, like hands down. That's awesome. I know one thing now, I mean, as Peter's, being vulnerable to you, obviously, and talking a little bit about some of his struggles and things. But one thing I do know 
about Peter, a couple things. Well, I know a few things, but one, your ability to communicate with God on a daily basis is phenomenal, and him responding and you responding to him, and just that friendship that you have is probably greater than a lot of people have, and I, and I so enjoy just kind of seeing that Amen. part of your life and how you and God just hang out together and talk, and, and it's real. The other thing is, you know, Peter's probably one of the brightest people I know, and, uh, you know, we all have our thing. And by the way, when you said you came in and all these people that know the Bible and their lives are together, they're just, we're all the same, right? Just it's a different issue we're dealing with, so, you know... We're just all people who are saved by grace, and we're here because we need a God, a, a Savior, and so uh, appreciate that. But you're, just your pursuing God has been amazing. And, and so now, today, kind of where are you at in kind of some of that area where you were really having the challenges? Well, I suffer heavily from social anxiety and depression. Uh, just the simple fact that I'm able to look this way and also hear my own voice without passing out is, yeah. you know, a very strong testament. Wow, it's gone. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm not going to lie. I have a bit of anxiety at the moment and forgot the question. No, that's okay. No, I mean, because what's today, what's God, uh, you know, where are you at today in comparison? You, what is it that you've seen God do in your life? You know, because like you said, you wouldn't be sitting here, but you, it was God. I mean, it wasn't all kinds of other things, nothing against all the other things that are out there available, counseling, you know, medication, all that, but somehow God came to you, and right where you're seated today, it's the hand of God on your life. Well, I mean, all the counseling, you know, that's, that's great, but a lot of my issues are suppressed under memories that I don't remember, you know, and unless you actually address the root of a problem, you can do all the topical stuff you want, and it may feel good for a while, but that root problem, if it's not addressed, it's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. And my daily walk with the Lord, he is constantly pointing out small little areas. I mean, sometimes they feel huge, but we're constantly just chipping away at the walls that I've surrounded myself with. And, I mean, it's been an incredibly long Journey. walk mm-hmm. from, you know, the last nine years or mm-hmm. so. But I've gone from a fear of everything to when my life is, you know, quote, falling apart now, when, you know, circumstances come against me, I have so much joy. Like, it's not even, I mean, the the joy that surpasses all understanding is very, very real. Like, it does not make sense Mm. when everything is going wrong and I'm still smiling and thanking the (laughs) Lord. Like, that's not natural. Right. Supernatural. Yeah. Well, I so appreciate you doing this today. And I know that, you know, it's not something easy, but you also, you wouldn't do it unless you felt like the Lord was prompting you anyway. And I know you and, and I appreciate that. Well, my um, best friend's a bit stronger than I am and he's got my back. Yeah, so if I was up here by myself, I wouldn't yeah. last so it too long. Or He's definitely holding you up. And you have an amazing son, Jonathan, over here. So we, we appreciate you too. And just being... You guys are a team God created. You have an incredible piece of property that God just allows you to go out and do some fun things on your property. And anyway, again, appreciate you sharing with us this morning. I just think it's, it's good for us to get, I mean, some of us may be here today, you're going, you know what, that, 
that sounds a little like me or, or somebody I know, uh, whatever. And so just be encouraged that today, he, Peter's here, he's being vulnerable, but he's also here to encourage. He's here to, to look outside of himself and to say he's here because he cares about other people as well. And, and so we appreciate that so much. And um, just seeing what God's going to continue to do in your life, in you and through you. So I'm excited, and I'm, I'm glad to, to call you friend and, and that you're part of the family of God, and, yes. and so we're excited to be on this journey together, and I learn a lot from you. I really do, and so I appreciate that so much. Amen. Could you just thank Peter this morning? Thank you so much. Yeah. That's just the power of God right there, I tell you. You can't just make up this stuff. I mean, that, the greatest testimony we have is our, of the proof of God is just our life and God's work in our lives. So, again, thank you, Peter, for that. And uh, we'll continue uh, this. I'm finished for today. I do want to set up next week, though. And this is something that is totally different that we're going to do next week. And so there's vulnerability there for my wife and I. But we're going to share, or I'm going to share some things to, you'll find out next week why I'll be sharing some things. Um, So come next week. I think it's going to be very enlightening and very helpful and very, it's just part part of family things and part of things we're doing. But I'll tell you more next week. I don't want to give away too much. So I want you to be sure and be here next week. I'm I believe it's going to be very, very important because it, it sets up the following week. So now you're curious, but just be here next week. It's, it's a teaser, but it, it's, it's important. So we're going to, everybody stand. We're going to uh, conclude here this morning, and uh, we're going to sing This Is a Move, because we are. Amen. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 